0: all right welcome to telling you like it is March Madness 2022 on the other side of the screen it's the younger better looking Gordon Scholar uh, Gordon Allen Scholler second, named after dad he's ready for some March Madness he's always excited it's good to have him across the way there uh you know how you doing today
1: Doing pretty well. It's Selection Sunday. It's a national holiday. Always excited for that.
0: National holiday is right. I mean, it is very exciting. Um, it's a really weird bracket this year. You know, it's funny. We, we see a lot of college basketball, both of us, during the year. We live in the same house, so we get to talk a lot of college hoop. But I've been saying all year that I thought the teams would really click in January because there'll be a lot of older teams with the transfer rule and the extra year for COVID. I feel like this year we got back to some really old teams and we saw some Great combinations of people transfer, and it's saw to gel now. You know, Miami, Virginia Tech, just for example, in the ACC, and you get some older backcourts, and it's tough. And uh, you can see it around the country. There's some some teams that are, you know, Bryant, Bryant College up there. My brother's alma mater, and uh, up in Rhode Island, there doing a great job. I mean, they got some some veterans in the backcourt, and they they could even be a tough out. So you've seen a lot of veterans out there, but. Um, well, we have on the screen right now for you bracket pickers out there. This is a great time. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, first round amount of wins there. Obviously, the one seed, the only one seed to ever lose is uh University of Virginia. 143 and one. This is all since 1985, by the way. Some of these uh NCAA tournament goodies we want to uh we want to give you. And uh it's exciting to see these things. Uh the two seed, 94. Obviously, you see it on your screen there three seed and we go all the way down. The weird one is we're at eight, nine seed. Obviously the nine seed is winning more than the eight seed. It's very close, 73 to 71. But the, since nineteen eighty-five, when they went to a 16 in each uh, bracket, you know, of course, minus the out bracket games, it's really funny. And if you look down there, the big gap is between a 12 and the 13. You see that the 12 is winning a decent amount of games. Uh, they've won 35% of the games and there's always some good 12, 13 matchups. And uh, this year is no exception, but uh, you just see some, some great stuff. You see any uh, ones ones having a chance this year, G?
1: Get knocked off. I mean, I think there's some some really tough games. I I kind of go with the philosophy: if you never pick the 16, I mean, as you'll see there, it's a 99 chance that the one seed wins. But, but I think Bryant as a 16 seed is uh, it's pretty low. Not was not expecting that, so I think they're going to end up playing Arizona if they win their out bracket games. So not going to be an easy game for Arizona because Arizona is really big. And Bryant likes to play up-tempo, shoot a lot of threes, so it could be a contrast of styles. So Bryant's I definitely like, and Norfolk State is uh, another team out of the Miac. They're playing Baylor. Baylor's a little banged up, and Norfolk State has been in the tournament uh, several times in recent years. So two games where I think tough, probably wouldn't pick them. Sure. But could be be tough outs for sure.
0: Yeah, Bryant – St. Anthony's alum, Jared Grasso, local guy to us. So that's good to see his dad, coach Grasso, smiling, uh, smiling from up above. It's good to see basketball and the family there, but uh, yeah, so the one seeds, um, you know, only that Virginia game, but you know, it's funny. We always talked about Virginia with that slow tempo could always be vulnerable. And obviously that night they were, they were vulnerable. And UMBC shot the hell out of it that night too. If you remember, <laughs> it was crazy. That was a crazy yeah. night. That all was, it takes. That was a crazy night. Um, How each conference has fared in the NCAA tournament I have here, and I would like to scroll down. Of course, the uh, ACC is the best tournament by percentage. This is from 1985. If you go back, it even goes up. So the Little East is second. I like to call it the Little East for these fans here who think that the Big East is better. It's not even close in the percentage, as you can see there. Big Ten, which hasn't won a title since, uh, I think, 2000. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about how great the Big Ten is, but, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, I mean, it's been – 22 years, I think you do. Last year, they were trash in a tournament, the conference, man. I root for them, but, geez, Lord, make you make me step up. SEC, 60% win percentage. The American's only 11 and 8, but still. Big 12 is uh, over 500. These are the only conferences that are over 500. pac Pac-12's only got 26 wins since 1985 in the tournament, which is really surprising, which shows you they've had some years where they didn't have a lot of bids. And then Conference USA, 54 and 53. But, uh, you know, so, again, ACC showing the uh, – Showing the dominance there for a little bit of a uh, little bit of basketball history uh, for that kind of stuff. So if you if you want to go out there, all this information is available. But here on telling like it is, we try to give you the real stuff. And uh, by the way, what the hell is Tom Brady doing announcing today? I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Talk about an ego! Holy crap, dude! I mean, who the hell cares about football today? This is like a national holiday for basketball. I mean, do it yesterday, do it tomorrow. Nobody cares, bro. I mean. Yeah, I know you're a stud, but nobody cares. I mean, Jesus, don't talk about an ego. Holy crap.
1: Free agency starts tomorrow, which is why. But yes, it was very, uh, very poor timing on his part. But I think it was had to do with the NFL free agency starting tomorrow. So, dude, what are you doing, bro?
0: <laughs> Come on, dude. You know, like, and uh, NCAA championships since 1985. I guess if you go before 85, uh, the ACC is even more dominant when they've had about 20 of them over the years. Uh, but since 85, we'll, we'll let these other conferences stay with us. Cause we'll only go from 85. ACC has got 10 the big East, uh, has eight SEC is six. Uh, the big 10 has three PAC 12 has two, the big eight, which is now the big 12 has one Metro the AAC, to big 12 and the big West. That's not fair. It's the big eight and the big, uh, big 12. You should really count them as two, but, um, uh, you know, that wouldn't be fair, but that's how it goes. By the way, a five seed has never won the NCAA tournament. So, uh, if you thinking of picking a five going all the way, uh, it's not going to work for you. So <laughs> you've got to be, you got to be careful picking that five seed to go all the way. Although Bruce Pearl came close a couple of years ago, but uh, what are you, just your general thoughts on the, uh, on the tournament so far? Do you like the brackets and everything? Do you like the seed? Do you think anybody got snubbed?
1: Uh, I think I wasn't mad at anyone who got in the tournament. I thought uh, it was very close. I personally, I went through today. I had Wyoming as the last team out, and I had Texas A&M in. Um, But it was very close. Um, I'm not mad at Wyoming getting in. I'm a little more concerned with uh, they released who were the last four teams to get out of the tournament, and they said Dayton. Dayton, uh, Oklahoma, and I believe it was SMU were all ahead of Texas A&M to get in the tournament, which I thought was very – surprising Dayton's resume really wasn't that great in my opinion um Oklahoma had great strength of schedule but they went 18 and 15 you know so as much as as much as we care you know who you play you do have to win some games actually Uh, and then SMU uh I thought had a pretty decent resume had a good year um I just thought Texas A&M with the way they played in the down the stretch of this tournament week um they had a lot of good – they had a really good resume, actually, and they've shown that they're kind of playing their best basketball right now. But I think the committee showed this year that they value the, the whole season a little bit more than um, just this week. But I was a little surprised that a got such little consideration for that last spot. But overall, wasn't mad at anyone getting left in or out. Um, some of the seeds were a little strange, but I thought for the most part, it, it was pretty pretty chalk.
0: Yeah, I know uh AM went through their schedule a couple of times and they did have some 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 weak ones early, but with Buzz Williams, plus you usually the coach matters. Everybody knows how great a coach Buzz Williams is. So I think the rest of the field is happy that he didn't get in there. But yeah. uh, it's happy to see Mike Woodson get get Indiana back. They went with one of their own uh, alumnus of the school. It's great to see him back in there. It's great to see Longwood in the tournament for the first time in the big south. Like I said, Brian getting in there, local guy Jared Grosso, that's always good. So it's uh, just great stuff. Justin Simon with Yale, another local guy. Uh, Yale's back in the tournament, so that's, that's great news. So some good local flavor. I'm probably forgetting somebody else, and, uh, but just some great local flavor, and it's always, it's always good to have him in there. I, I thought the Iowa probably should have been a four, but really at this point, what does it matter, four or five, I guess. Um, Iowa's really hot and has played really great for three or four weeks. And uh, Coach McCaffrey, I thought, should be up for coach of the year. They've won with totally two different styles this last two years, and they lost, obviously, the big fella. And then Frederick left and went, to, I believe, to Kentucky. So uh, it's a situation where Iowa came out and played a lot faster, a lot looser this year instead of pounding the ball in the post. And look what they are. I mean, so uh, just incredible. Fran McCaffrey went in you know, two different styles. A lot of similar players back, but still. He uh, totally changed his philosophy, and he, that's, that's the mark of a great coach for me is that he totally did change his philosophy. So uh, who else on the two seed? A lot of people complaining that Tennessee got a three and Kentucky got a two. you look at kentucky's non-conference schedule it's a lot better than tennessee's i know tennessee beat them twice i understand that uh but you know i i you know kentucky's a blue blood you know you got the you got those four blue bloods you got kansas duke kentucky and carolina so obviously they carry a lot of weight and so obviously uh kentucky fans are going to travel no matter where you go i always think that unfortunately the business end of it does come into it but a lot of people are very upset that tennessee and kentucky didn't get the didn't get flipped on that line. But again, what does it matter at this point? With two or a three, you'd be in the same spot pretty much. So it's, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think
1: uh, yeah. I think Kentucky had the better overall year. I think Tennessee, again, had a really good past week. They beat Kentucky. Um, so people naturally want to see them move up. I think ultimately Kentucky had created some separation. Uh, I think Kentucky was in consideration for a one seed sure. already going into today. And Tennessee has pretty much been on that three line for a while. And typically in the last week, you don't see somebody jump from a three seed to a one seed within one week. So I get the frustration. Um, I was a little surprised. I thought they would have at least jumped Nova. Turns out Nova got a two seed. Wasn't expecting that. I thought Purdue was going to get the last two seed. Um, So I thought maybe Tennessee had a chance to jump Purdue since Purdue lost today. But like you said, it really doesn't mean all that much in the grand scheme of things, two seed or three seed. Now, you took that class with Joel and Like, how does that, uh, how how many days in advance do they start putting this thing together? So, I believe they start on Tuesday. They start meeting up Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, The very first day they get there, they basically put a list together. Everyone puts a list of teams they feel are locks to get in, um, and then teams they feel should be under consideration. Um, So, basically, the criteria is there's 10 committee members, I believe. And if a team gets all but I think two votes to be in the field or like in as a lock they get moved into the field right away so that's your Dukes your uh you know Gonzaga Arizona they were part of that list obviously and then anyone who got voted in on the under consideration board at least twice gets put on the under consideration board so at the yeah. beginning of the week you'll see a pretty large list you'll see like I'm sure like it seemed like Iona I'm sure a team like Vermont probably got on the list people just you know they're, that's really more early in the week you know they're leaving all possibilities open so um but after the first day they already had 27 teams moved into the field which is a lot um and then from there they kind of keep they go back and forth between working on seating and they go back and forth working on um just who's going into the field so what they'll do is it's the rule of four they'll pick eight teams off the under consideration board um and then they'll rank them everyone will rank them one through eight um Anybody who's a representative of a school or of a conference of a school, if one of their teams is in consideration, they have to leave the room, their computer shuts off, um, but they'll rank them one through eight, and then the four teams that get the most votes will get moved into the field. The four that don't will stay on the ballot, and then they'll pick another four from the under-consideration board and vote them again, and they pretty much repeat that process until they get a field of 68. Obviously, it's tough because the conference tournament results come in, Some teams end up meeting at large bids. Some teams don't, but that's pretty much the general um, way it goes throughout the week. Right. Right. Now,
0: obviously uh, the geography of the East and the West, like Dukes in the West and playing in Greenville, South Carolina. I mean, obviously they're not taking a strict geography class here because
1: South Carolina obviously is not in the West coast, but. uh, No, the regions only matter for the sweet 16 and the elite eight. Um, The first round sites have nothing to do with what region um, you go to. So. Right. It's crazy because it's just to a person out there looking, you say, Greenville, South
0: Carolina. I mean, <laughs> I tell you what, the Duke's bracket's got quite the coaching bracket. You got Bob McKillop, is one of the best in the country, Tom Mizzo, and Coach K in the same bracket. That's, uh, and then Gonzaga at the top of the bracket. So that's uh, quite interesting to see those three guys, three Hall of Fame coaches already um, in the bracket there. It's uh, in the first out of four teams right there. So it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. I was a little surprised that Rutgers and Notre Dame got to play in this. This uh, this game on uh, Wednesday night, as I was a big supporter of Rutgers. I, I was hoping that they wouldn't have to play in that game. But to them and Notre Dame, is right off the bat, a good team is going to be going home. And uh, it's really I, – I just wish they would do four 16 games, but I know they don't want to do that. They want to put a big name out there for ratings. I understand that. But Rutgers, Notre Dame, I mean, whew, that's,
1: that's, that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, no, I think uh, Rutgers and Notre Dame, I think neither one of them helped themselves in their conference tournaments this week. Uh, Rutgers didn't win any games Notre Dame didn't win any games so um, I truthfully I think they're just glad to have heard their name called um, but yeah I mean it's gonna be a really good game Rutgers has some really high quality wins this year whereas Notre Dame probably has more wins but not as high quality um, so be very interesting to see then Wyoming Indiana on the other side also a very good game for me personally for the outbreak games I would much rather have it be all teams with at-large bids you know for teams like Bryant, Wright State, Texas Southern, Corpus Christi, you know, they did win their conference tournaments. They did earn the the automatic bid. I'd rather see them not have to play that first week. I'd rather see it be the last eight teams that get into that large slots play in those first four games, but something, you know, Something's should be about, good games either way. Yeah. Jay Billis was just saying
0: before that he, he wanted to see, uh he wanted to see like, uh, the like them thought to put it together by flight, but at the end of the regular season, he wanted to see them put some teams in already and then just use the conference tournaments for any additional bids they had to do it. It was just an idea he threw out there on uh, one of the shows, so it was kind of interesting to uh, hear that idea. But I don't know if that would work, but uh, I don't know that they didn't have enough time for Seth Greenberg to rebuttal, but uh, he was about to rebuttal, but they had to go. So, <laughs> but it's an interesting concept you at the end of the regular season to settle it. But um, again, you know, you just wish as a coach, like you'd get. The actual lot of what they're thinking—do they want to go? You know, out of conference schedule is it more conference? Is it how you finish? Is it a full body of work like we talked about? I think all those things are great, but um, you know, it's just it's just funny because you always would love to have like the order in writing and like the pecking order. But I guess you never know where they go. But at least this year it looked like they took the full body of work, which I appreciate as a coach. You, the full body of work should matter. Why should it, why should a win in November matter less than now? You know, it's a uh, you know, win's a win and a loss of a loss, as we know. For sure. So, uh all right, you got your – uh I got to stop mine. Can you share yours with
1: us and put your bracket up there, kid? Sure. I got to enable the screen sharing, and then I can uh do it. Okay, hold on a second.
0: All right, so we got your bracket up there. We got the uh, West over there, it looks like, first with Gonzaga and Georgia State. I mean, Georgia State wasn't even the best team in that conference this year, so I don't see much of a, a problem for Gonzaga there.
1: Uh, neither do I. I think it's a pretty—it's uh, one of the gimmies of the bracket this year. I would <laughs> probably say.
0: Uh, Boise State and Memphis is wild because Memphis has had some crazy stuff this year, and Boise State is a very solid team. But um, Memphis State plays a different pace. Boise State plays a little bit, yeah, a little faster, but. Um, I don't know. Memphis has been up and down this year. I mean, I, I don't know. Memphis in that league is a strange league too, but the um, eight, nine games are always a toss up. Like I said, the nine is 73 and 71 versus the eight seeds over the years, which just goes to show you, how even this is, um, you know, I guess I would take Boise state in this game, but I wouldn't obviously, you know, the trick of the bracket, if you want to win something is to get these eight, nine games, right. What do you got?
1: It's a toss-up for me, too. I think I'm, I'll probably lean Memphis at the end of the day, but, I again, I'm not really opposed to Boise State on this. I think Memphis has a lot of, like, talent that sure. can show up or not show up on any given day. Sure. Um, Boise State more of, like, a solid all-around team. They won the Mountain West this year, which was a great conference this year. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really it's to a toss-up. I'm good with Boise State there. But, yeah, Memphis wouldn't be shocked to see Memphis come out and even make a little bit of a run. Sure.
0: Uh, UConn, to Mexico state, New Mexico state is very good. They uh, had a great year. I know their record is like, I think it's 27 and 25 and five or something of that nature, but Yukon's pretty solid. They've been playing well. I'm going to go UConn in this game right here.
1: Yeah. I really like UConn as a sleeper this year. Um, there's someone I have my eye on to, to, surprise people make a, make it deeper on this year. Dan Hurley's a great coach. Um, and they're just super talented overall. So.
0: This game's a killer. Thirteens have had some success with fours over the years we pointed out before. And Vermont is really freaking good. And they've won their last three games by 30 plus. I know you're not playing an American East team today, but uh, Arkansas has uh, been very good all year. The SEC was, has come back a little bit. Arkansas is back in the loop as being one of those big programs again. Great to see, but uh, obviously, obviously, That's going to be a tough game, but I don't know. If you want to go out of the limb, Vermont is a live dog. That's all I'll put it to you people out there who want to look for an upset. I'd say Vermont is a live one here, whereas I don't think Georgia State, obviously, is. Vermont is definitely a live dog, but uh, I I guess I'll take Arkansas, but I would be careful with this one. I wouldn't put any money on this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like Vermont as an upset pick in this game. Um, Very dangerous. They dominated the America East, which obviously isn't one of the power conferences, but certainly has some – some worthy opponents. Um, they just play really good team basketball, and they got some some studs. So, yep. Vermont, scary team. Arkansas finished the year pretty well, though. So, yeah, total toss-up game. But, uh, you know, if I was Arkansas, it's probably not the 13th seed I wanted to play. Now, who's Alabama play the winner of? So, Alabama's going to play the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame. So, for me personally, I would take Rutgers in this uh,
0: Yeah, Albracchi game. I'll be rooting hard for That's Rutgers
1: just me. I think
0: Rutgers' defense will make the difference in this game.
1: Yeah, I think they're kind of a grinded-out team. Um, really could really give a lot of teams trouble because they really guard. They don't score particularly yep. well, but they do guard. Um, and do, uh, so Bama-Rutgers is a, a contrast of styles. Alabama really scores. Rutgers really guards, so it's really depends on what you think is going to win out in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think
0: whose tempo you get, too, because Rutgers has the two guys who can make a shot at the end of the game, so... uh. They're a dangerous team. we got veteran guards, and we talk about that all the time. Like last night in that ACC championship game, the two veteran guards, Virginia Tech scored 40 points, the two two freshmen for Duke scored 16. That's the game right there. So um, I would definitely uh, take Rutgers over Alabama. I guess Alabama's really struggled down the stretch too. I mean, uh, but that again, you know, Alabama's definitely capable, so it's not uh, set in the stone here. Texas Tech, another good team here. First Montana State. Couldn't see Montana State back in the uh, – in the tournament back from the days with Ferl, Ferl Keach, was there. They had twin brothers who got them to the NCAA tournament way back in the days. So uh, way back, way back. go look that one up. It's a long time, but I'm going to go Texas Tech there. But that's, again, Texas Tech is uh, a tough team. They finished well. Chris Beard left them, uh, I guess, in pretty good shape.
1: Yeah, they, they got a lot of transfers this year. Uh, super heavy on the portal. So they're pretty old as well. Chris Beer definitely left the program in good hands. They have a good coach now. Uh, very dangerous team, Texas Tech, for sure. And if you're into
0: coaching like I am, this is three or four of the best coaches in the country right here. You got Tom Izzo, Bob McKillop, who is just one of the best there is ever, and Coach K, obviously. And If this was a baseball game, I'd say Duke would be in trouble, but uh, I don't think Cal State Full is going to have an answer, but uh, you, know, you never know. But um, Davidson, Michigan State, I think is one of the harder games to pick. Michigan State was a pretty streaky team this year. I know they had some good wins, but they also had some bad losses. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb here and take Davidson in this game. I mean, like I said, too too close to call, but we are on right here, so we got to put someone in the bracket. I'm gonna go with uh, Coach McKillop, and I'm gonna take- yeah, I'm in
1: agreement on that. Uh, I would take Davidson in that game. They went 26 and five in the 8-10, which not a Power Five conference, but still a very good conference. Uh, Michigan State. I was never, I was never blown away by Michigan State at any point this year. I think they're a really solid team. I think Tom Izzo, Michigan State, they can always make a run. They're always, they're always a candidate. But um, I don't. know. Yeah, I, th- I really like Davidson this year. Um, and Duke, Cal State Fullerton. I think, like we said, it's March. You never know. Duke has lost in that game before, but I would like to think that Duke's sheer talent alone would carry them to the finish line in that one
0: it yeah, they lost to uh they lost to Lehigh back at uh, with uh the Portland, well the old Portland Trailblazer guys now uh, been traded, obviously, to the Pelicans, right? So yep, CJ um, McCollum. Yep. So uh, you know, Pete Theodoropoulos' school there. Lehigh, a little shout out to Pete there. He's got his uh hopefully uh Lehigh will get back there while he's there. It's fun to watch. I'm gonna scroll down to Baylor there. That's a, that's an interesting bracket. I think this bracket's fun. Baylor's not healthy, so uh, I know this is crazy to say, but bail is <laughs> Val is not healthy and And I mean, I'll pick him, but, uh, Jesus Lord. I mean, and that's not healthy right now. I mean, it's a, they're missing a couple of players. <laughs> it's not a good situation to be not, not good to be not healthy now. But like you said, Norfolk state's had a hell of a year and, uh, they've been there before and they're going to, they're not going to back down from anybody. They're going to play up tempo. They're going to, they're going to push the ball. That's going to be a fun game to watch. And, uh, I'll stick with Bell, but UNC Marquette always. I mean, Marquette was rolling and had a bad end to the season the last couple of games here. But Shaka Smart has them playing well. We have all the uh, Carolina Toolbag fans out there. But, uh, you know, it's good to see uh, the light blue was uh, home golfing last night. But uh, we'll give a shout-out to uh, well, Jay Cosgrove there, rooting for his heels. But um, I don't know. That backcourt is very streaky. Um, love is very streaky. And Leaky Black is a good defender, but he's got to make a couple of shots too. At, um Brady Manic is as tough, and obviously Bayco is tough, but um, just so streaky Carolina. I mean, they could definitely get out of that little foursome there. You know, basically, when you approach this as a coach, you just you don't look anywhere ahead of the first game, obviously, but you prepare for three other teams so you can survive the weekend. Once you survive the weekend, that's how you do it as a coach. But I tell you, UNC could get out of there, but so could Marquette. So could Baylor. I, I really think this is a really interesting foursome up here. I know Baylor got the one, but as soon as they put Baylor up there, I said to myself, they're going to stick Carolina up there. Now, Baylor's pace, though, holy mackerel. it's just crazy. I don't know if Carolina can run up and down with them. Brady Matic might be open a lot, but he's gassed after about five minutes anyway. I don't know what you think about this Marquette-Carolina game. It's uh, very interesting.
1: I would take Carolina. Um, I just think Brady Maddox is – very unique player, can stretch the floor for them. Baycott's an older guy, physical guy, who can really impose his will. And R.J. Davis, their point guard, has played really well the past couple weeks. Um, so I like them in this first game here versus Marquette. Um, I just think they're, despite their loss of the night, they're playing right, really good basketball. So I'm going to take Carolina in this one.
0: Sure. Now St. Mary's is playing the winner of?
1: Wyoming and Indiana.
0: Wyoming and Indiana, Wow. Wow, St. Mary's, She's This one's right. a
1: bit of a toss-up. Um, yeah,
0: that's a tough one.
1: I saw a little bit of Wyoming this year. We've seen a bunch of Indiana. I think Wyoming probably had the better overall year, truthfully. Sure. Indiana just kind of had the better week to put them in the tournament. Yeah, they had, the had a Mountain great – Mountain West is really Wyoming. good this year, so – Mountain West is very good this year. I would go with Wyoming, too. I'm gonna go with Wyoming this week. But yeah, again, kind of a toss up. Wouldn't uh wouldn't be overly shocked at either one of those teams going. And then they're gonna play St. Mary's, who had another great year this year. Um, St. Mary's was no joke this year. Never. I'd probably go St. Mary's in this game. Yeah. St. Mary's is a little um, joke. Yeah, I, I definitely like Mary's this year.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody's forgetting about UCLA. I know Akron's really solid, but UCLA's been out of the limelight for a couple of weeks here, but uh, I still think UCLA played in a really good Pac-12 this year. I thought the Pac-12 was as good as it's been in years with them and Arizona in there. Uh, so, I don't know. I like UCLA in this game. Um, again, that's not going on the limb, picking a four over a 13, but I'll take UCLA.
1: Yeah, I think they had the best couple players on the floor. I think Zhang at the end of the game is able to kind of get whatever shot he wants and sure. is able to kind of – Sure. Put them over the edge, so I like UCLA in that game. Sure. sure. Texas-Virginia Tech. Tech. What a tough game this is. Virginia Tech's hot, obviously, and they play a really hard style to guard. Sure. But then on the other end, you have Texas, and Chris Beard is one of the – my opinion, one of the better five coaches in the country. Yep. And his team's always guard very well. Yeah. It's just – it's a tough – It's a tough matchup because both coaches are good. Virginia Tech plays a really tough style, but I don't know. I think it's tough to pick against a coach like Chris Beard in the first round. Yeah, I just think to have his team ready um, after you know a little more than half a week to kind of prepare. I would go Texas, but Virginia Tech's hot, so put Texas.
0: I I would pick Virginia Tech, but yeah, put Texas in there. Uh, I just hopefully those senior guards come through. I like both those coaches, Coach Young and, and Coach Beard, so. I'll be rooting for tech as an ACC school. Um, you know, always look for, for the ACC, which I thought got snubbed a little bit this year, but they talked about how they're down all year, it's like, well, if you look at these out of conference matchups, they weren't that down, but whatever. Purdue, Yale, I mean uh, fun game, but Purdue's got some enormous uh, bigs and they got Ivy. I, I just think Purdue is going to be too much,
1: too much talent.
0: Yeah. We'll I don't think uh, Yale
1: and coach, coach Simon Kings park
0: alum, but, uh, and coach Jones is a half of Hills alum, but, uh, you know we're gonna gonna be rooting hard for Yale, but uh, we're gonna pick Purdue there. Murray State thirty and two. Haven't seen a record like that in a long time. However, San Fran is very good in that great conference out there. Uh, obviously, them St Mary's, Gonzaga, right, all on the same deal, right? I mean that's uh, that that's Bill Russell's alma mater. So I uh, wish if Bill was playing, I'd definitely pick San Fran. But uh, this is a tough this is a tough game. I mean, uh, I, I got to go with the team that's 30-2, and two, but I did not feel good about this game at all. I don't know. This is a coin flip game. I'm just going on record here because both these teams are studs. I watched, Saint, I watched San Fran last week. Uh, it's just, you know, they're tough. I got to go Murray State, but I don't feel good about this one at all. It's one of those where you're just like, whatever. <laughs>
1: yes. Honest stinks that two mid-major teams got uh, thrown together in the first round. I think these are two teams that probably could have shocked some people and made a run, but they got to play each other right off the bat in the first round so but yeah i would go murray state as well i think
0: yeah it's really not fair it's really not fair at all and then of course you got uh kentucky and st peters i got i got we got to go to wildcats there mm-hmm. wildcats are big strong and they always defend you know calipari's uh the calipari revenge tour this year he's uh sure. he, remembers the, he remembers all the crap you heard last
1: year so uh you know that goes sure yeah and then who uh, do we got sorry. over here so is going to play the winner of Wright State and Bryant. I like Bryant. I think Bryant's really good this year. I like year.
0: Bryant. We're rooting hard for them. Local flavor. Uh, Kiss leading the country in scoring. Definitely uh, an eccentric fella. He's leading the sk- – he's out there. He's on the line of his great game the other night he played. Bryant's really aggressive. Uh, we'll be rooting hard for them. Arizona versus Bryant. We've seen Arizona gag before in the tournament against Buffalo a couple of years back. You know, this could happen again. I mean, Bryant is – Bryant's no joke. I mean, they're going to they're gonna come after you. They're going to switch defenses. They're going to – you know, they, they play with a little bit of my philosophy. Once the game starts, I'll try anything. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, if you want to win the game, you want to win the game. But uh, we'll see. Now, TCU versus – we got that TCU game there.
1: Also, another 8-9 game. Basically flip a coin. Uh, I like the way TCU played this week. They beat a good Texas team. Big East, I thought, was – not, it was a little overhyped this year, in my, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah. toss up game, I would go TCU, but wouldn't be shocked either way. Good to see Jamie
0: Dixon back in the tournament at TCU. We left Pitt once they went to the ACC. Smart move. You should see how hard it is to win in the ACC. That's yes, Syracuse and Pitt how that's going for them. And uh, you look there, I, I'd go TCU myself, but definitely yeah, a toss up sure. in the 9 8 game. Pretty
1: crazy. Uh, Houston UAB. UAB had some good wins this week in Conference USA, but I think Houston Final Four team last year, Calvin Sampson, I think they're a little bit underappreciated in terms of how much winning they've done the past five years. I would go Houston. Sure. Plus That's the that
0: in place, even though they lost a couple of studs from last year's team. Calvin Sampson is a proven winner everywhere he goes. And UAB is very tough this year, but Illinois Chattanooga. Interesting game. Carbello here is is very dangerous player yeah so illinois chattanooga i mean chattanooga is a live a live dog here because Illinois guard carbello he's very he's very (laughs) good but very they've been a little bit spotty lately illinois he started off great the big guy's tough to deal with but chattanooga is not going to back down that pace is going to be crazy um you know i mean illinois is playing uh, i remember where this game is being held but uh this is one of my live dogs. It is a team that if you want to pick a bracket buster, this could be the one to go with. But um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think?
1: I, I would take Illinois. I think Coburn's just a little too much down low. I think Corbello is really good as well. I, I just think – I watched Chattanooga. Obviously, had a great win uh, over – I think it was Furman at the buzzer uh, oh, yeah. last week. Um, I just think Illinois, I think the talent will – ultimately went out in that game. Uh, but Chattanooga is a good team and Illinois last year, you know, second round exit. So yeah, um, I would go Illinois though, personally. Definitely. All right. Colorado state, Michigan. I think Colorado state is slept on had a great year. Michigan had a great strength of schedule this year. Didn't particularly win a ton of their games though. Um. I kind of like Colorado State in this he one. Hey, too. I mean, uh, Michigan, I'm sure, has got the talent level and, and Dickinson's tough, but
0: uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's a strange situation for Michigan and LSU have some strange situations. Jawan coming back off, uh, you know, he's back already, but, you know, he came back for one game, but this is still a weird situation. LSU, of course, fired Coach Wade, so they're, they're playing in a tournament without a coach. So, uh, well, assistant coach takes over, but. Interesting, but the, yeah, I'll go with Colorado State. Certainly, Michigan, no, being that I think Michigan will be the 11 seed, but they'll be favored, so it's uh, it's kind of weird. But uh, Tennessee, Longwood, Tennessee is playing great, but Longwood shoots the hell out of it it's from the big south. And um, I'll tell you, this is this is another live dog right here. Tennessee, I'm picking Tennessee, but if you're thinking about one, this could be the one to go with. McBarnes is a great, yeah, this job. is one I might
1: pick. This is one I might pick, uh, my final bracket. I might take Longwood. They went 25-6 and six this year. Uh, and Tennessee, uh, we've seen many times teams that go on these great runs in their conference tournaments uh, sometimes kind of peter out uh, the first couple rounds. Teams who, you know, people are high on them. They have a great week. And then, you know, it's a lot of energy to, like, win a championship the week before and then come back, you know, four days later and have the same intensity and play, like, your season's on the line again. So, yeah, yeah, Tennessee definitely the favorite, but this is one I might – I might pick when all is said and done. I might go longwood and try to go for an upset pick here.
0: Well, that's what's upsetting because, like, you sit there in the conference tournament. I'm rooting for Duke to beat Miami, but I'm also remembering how these freshmen, the freshman year, your legs by this time of year were shot. Your first year college season is so much longer than high school season. I'm thinking to myself, these Duke freshmen are dealing with Coach K stuff, they're dealing with all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, I want to beat Miami, but at the same time, it's another game on your legs. I mean, it is rough. It is rough this time of year on the body. So, uh, it's these guys are dragging. But, yep, Tennessee, I, I guess we'll go with. But Longwood, yeah, definitely a live dog. Ohio State and Loyola. Ohio State did not finish the season well. Uh, I know Porter Moses is healthy here. Yeah, they're not healthy. I mean, I tell you, this is a good 10-7 matchup. And Loyola's had some success. If they had the big stud from last year, that'd be fun. But uh I'm going to pick Loyola here. But um I could certainly go
1: either way. Yeah, toss-up game, uh, I think the curse of Sister Jean uh, is very real in the NCAA tournament, so um, yep. I'm going to go with Loyola yep. myself. Sister Jean is tough. She's got a great record in the tournament. She's, by the way, yeah.
0: the best winning percentage in NCAA tournament history for you Duke fans out there is Coach K, by the way. I just want to throw that out there for you Carolina fans, too. Make sure you, uh, make sure you learn that before we go, uh, so uh, I want to make sure I throw that out over definitely versus Delaware. This wasn't even a great Delaware team. It's not like one of the ones that Mike Bray coached back in the day with uh, Mike Piggies on the uh, plane, who's now a Louisville coach. Now who's
1: Kansas have the winner of? So Kansas has the winner of Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Wow. To be truthfully honest, didn't see a ton of either one of these teams this year, but Texas Southern has been to the tournament quite a bit in the past yeah. five years or so. Yeah. So if I'm picking just, purely based off of uh experience in the tournament and having been there. I think Texas Southern's actually played in the out bracket 16 game quite a bit as well. Sure. Um I'll go Texas Southern in this game. But I think either way, either team is probably in trouble versus Kansas in this first game. So sure. Sure. Uh San Diego State Creighton. Uh Creighton has has some has some ability, but San Diego State is tough every year in the tournament. Yep.
0: Yep. They sure are. Always done a good job. Coach does a great job out there. They always have players. They always get those sleeper players that you know they go they fly under the radar. Yes, Texas tough.
1: Um I'd probably go San Diego State, but against another eight-nine game that'll make or break yeah, the bracket. So. Yeah, I could see Creighton too because
0: they got hot at the end here. Iowa Richmond, I see Iowa going. Like I said, Fran McCaffrey's got them playing really well. I mean, like I said, it's dangerous that they won a tournament, like we said before. I'll go Iowa, but uh, like we said, it is dangerous sometimes. When you win, you play yourself out. You get a little extended, you know, and your your body's barking. This South Dakota State game is another live one for me. Providence plays all their games close, and I just don't think they have that automatic stud at the end of the game. So, if there's a 13-4 upset, you better be careful. South Dakota State's got it's had a great season, like I said, and I love Providence. They're one of my favorite teams. I love Ed Cooley. But they play so many close games. One of these days is going to bite you, and you know how it is. Like you've had that great year, everybody's talking about how wonderful it is, and you get in this game with ten minutes. All of a sudden, your great year goes out the window because the alums will be pissed if you lose because they don't know what the hell's going on. So, you know, I, I tell you what, I, I'll be rooting hard for Providence, but I I think South Dakota State's going to get them. I just really feel it. I mean, I don't care which one you put up there, but I feel like it's going to be crazy.
1: It's and tough the yeah. South Dakota State yeah. went thirty and four, so um, yeah. had a very good year, yeah. and another team that's not a stranger to playing in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Providence, I would think, is definitely the more talented team, but like you said, they've had an incredible year, but they've they've won some really really tight games this year, so uh, definitely a game that could be an upset alert for sure.
0: And the weirdest game of the year is the LSU situation to get rid of your coach, and they're in the tournament, and LSU has always got talent. And so is Iowa State. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to go with LSU, playing on the motion. And uh, it could be backfire on us, but uh, who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would take LSU. I think they'll they'll rally behind the uh, the adversity, I think you'll see them kind of come together a bit uh, with all the turmoil going on. Sure. So I'll take LSU as well. And
0: then Wisconsin Colgate could be the all slow tempo of the day. Um, it could be interesting, although Wisconsin will – Tell you what, Colgate's very good. Wisconsin Davis is tough. Hopefully, he's healthy. Uh, I got to go Wisconsin here, but the, that game could be a that game could be a white knuckler, as we say. Uh, where you're all nervous and your hands are clenched, but uh, definitely go in Wisconsin. But this next game's fascinating. USC coach got an extension. You might remember Florida Gulf Coast. Way back in the day, we we're at that game in what 2013. 13. We we're at that game when it beat Georgetown and all the little fans are wearing shorts and it was snowing in <laughs> Philadelphia. It's a crazy situation. That coach has now moved on, and USC's got them going in the right way. But Miami with the two 60 seniors in the backcourt. Uh, this is gonna be rough. I'm gonna go Miami here, but oh my goodness, this game, I don't even want to touch this game. It's like I don't want to, there's certain games you don't want to have to pick. This is one of them.
1: I mean, it's gonna oh. be a high-powered offensive game. Um, yeah. Miami's got three guys who can just flat out fill it up, uh, and USC another high-octane offense. So, yeah, this game might end up in the might be like 120 to like 115 or something like that. Yeah, but, um, it could be fun. Yeah, it's a toss-up game, um, and then Auburn-Jacksonville State gonna gonna err on the side of Auburn here. Jacksonville State had a nice year, but. To be fair, they also didn't even win their, their conference tournament, so True. I'm going to go with Auburn. Um, so I have to go back to the top here.
0: We'll, we'll pick one more round, and then we'll uh, we'll stop the show, and then in the middle of the week, well, next week, we'll pick up maybe do a Sweet 16. But Gonzaga got beaten Boise State, although Boise State is very good. Uh, hopefully uh, Chad Holmgren and Drew Timmy can get it done there. Um, it's going to be interesting, though. UConn, Arkansas is, oof, I tell you that. You like UConn more than I do, uh, but they did play well at the end of the season. UConn it looked like they finally figured it out.
1: Yeah, I thought they were they were really tough all year. I thought they were the third best team in a, you know, behind Providence and Nova, who were both very good in their own right. I really like UConn this year. Thought Arkansas has been up and down a little bit this year. I'll go with UConn. Um, then, yeah. go with UConn. Rutgers, Texas Tech. I think this is the this is the third game in five days for Rutgers or would be uh, with the out bracket game. And I think Texas tech probably does what Rutgers does just a little bit better, just a little bit better players. So I would probably go with Texas tech here. Yeah. I'll be rooting hard for Rutgers as we both will. And then Davidson Duke, uh, as much as I would love to pick coach K, I I might take Davidson here because Duke has shown that they struggle with experience. Yeah. And Davidson is going to, play five out and they're gonna make mark williams come out and guard on the perimeter yep. um and plus this game is in greenville south carolina which as much as it benefits duke it also benefits davidson so it's not going to be necessarily a home crowd for duke it, it's probably gonna be pretty even in a davidson duke game might be you know yeah, would hate to pick against Coach K in his in his last year, but I, I might take Davidson in my bracket. But yeah. I don't know what you, I, you think.
0: I feel I feel like there's just too many distractions. It's uh, that's why I think it's almost impossible for this team to get through. Um, I just feel like they don't defend. For one, I think this is a good enough team to win, but when you don't defend plus distractions, like I said, those freshman backcourts, freshman backcourts work if half the backcourts are freshmen. We had. Uh, we had Cook in the backcourt with, with uh you know Jones, but uh, that was different. Cook was uh Cook was very big in that run. I mean, two two freshman guards back there make me nervous. Uh, like I said, Williams is gonna have to come out and guard. And Bob McKillop, for those of you who don't follow it, uh there won't be you'll find a better coach anywhere on the planet at any level. So um it's uh it's gonna be tough. And Davidson was really good in a really good A10. I mean, if I'm Duke, I might I might wish to see Michigan State instead of Davidson. <laughs> yeah, it's Michigan State's not going to shoot it in terms of sure. matchups. Yeah, in yeah. terms of
1: matchup and style of play, yeah, so, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I've, you know, it's a toss-up. I'll go with whatever you think. I mean, I, I know you might pick Davidson. So if you got to do it, you do it. <laughs> He's a Long Island guy. I'll take,
1: I'll take Davidson. I don't want to see it happen. I'm certainly rooting for Coach K to go out on top, but I just yeah. think that's a awful matchup for Duke in the second round. And like you said, I think. Michigan State probably more talented, but uh, in terms of style of play, might be a better matchup. Yeah. Really tough pod for Duke all the yeah. way around. Um, yeah, wasn't, it right I right think right it would be an accomplishment of itself to get through this first weekend, weekend yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough for sure. Uh, yeah, Baylor, you- UNC, Ooh. UNC has no bench, they play their starters about 40 minutes a game. This will be their second game in three days. I have Baylor just really on like depth alone unc literally yeah. plays their five starters all 35 minutes plus they have no bench so
0: yeah well i got unc but we'll go with baylor um i got unc winning this game i just think that the big fella is going to be tough baylor like i said i, I want i don't know what their health is good enough but we'll figure it out baylor plays really hard though and that's something that unc has had problems with this year just always playing hard i mean they're down 25 to freaking virginia tech the other night i mean uh they look like they would didn't, you know, Brady Matic just gets gassed. He's such a good player, but man, he gets gassed quick. Uh, St. Mary's UCLA is murdered a pick. Um, I'll go with UCLA based on that tournament run last year, but this is certainly a, this is certainly just a nutty situation. How both how good both these teams are. So uh just it's just crazy stuff. Oof. Texas Purdue. Purdue always leaves to let you down. Everybody talks about Matt Painter, Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable will let you down in the tournament too, every time. But Ivy's a stud. They got good size. I mean, this Texas team has not been hot lately. Uh, I don't know. I got. I'm going to go Purdue. I'm going to try to show some faith in Purdue. But Chris Beard is. Uh, he's going to muck up that game. You know, I don't know what you think.
1: Chris Beard's a great coach. Wouldn't be shocked if they won. I just think Purdue, Jaden Ivy. I think. Their firepower this year, as opposed to other years, is a little bit too much. I'd go Purdue, but like like I said earlier, I have a hard time betting against Chris Beard teams. Uh, Murray State, Kentucky. What a fun game! What a fun yeah, game! The state be... of
0: Kentucky. What a fun game! I, I got to go <laughs> Kentucky, but Murray State, thirty and two, is a live dog. I mean, they they got to beat San Francisco to just get there. I mean, what a great game for the state of Kentucky that would be. I mean, the fans would just have a blast. But anytime you're thirty and two, you're legit.
1: <laughs> you did something right. That's that's for sure. I'll go with Kentucky because I think Wei is probably. Oh my god, um, he's a beast. He's a beast. Probably a bit too much for them, but yeah, Murray State is is a uh, could be a problem in the tournament. TCU, I don't think is going to hang with Arizona.
0: Um, yeah. I think Arizona is just a little too big it up again. He'll go to Arizona, but I I always afraid they're going to gag it up again. You know, they just didn't. I don't know. (laughs) It makes you nervous, you know? Houston, Illinois, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's if Illinois gets. Illinois is a live team to lose, too. But I I tell you, I got to go. I think if Illinois gets past that first game, I think they're going to be, they're going to relax a little bit. I think that, I think they'll find a way to beat Houston, but. I don't know. That's another toss up. Boys oh, games are just so, so much fun. Colorado State, Tennessee. Ooh, that's a lot of fun. I'm gonna go Tennessee there. I think that dream dies. Maybe Rick Barnes gets back to a sweet 16 again. Nova's gonna beat Loyola. Nova always seems to get this bracket where it breaks for them. Look at the bracket they got. <laughs> look at the first two. Look at the first two games they get. I mean, Loyola's good, but come on. You know, Delaware is that's not even the best team in their league, Delaware. So, I mean, uh, somebody's definitely looking out for Nova on that committee. Oh, my goodness. Kansas, San Diego State, I'm going Kansas. I think Kansas is legit this year. But like I said, they, they let you down too a lot. People forget Bill Self keeps winning all these conference titles. So I think it's 16, 17 years in a row, Kansas won. But one title and so many disappointments along the way. Uh, South Dakota State, Iowa, you better get yourself ready for – better get a pinball machine to keep score of this game. Uh, it's uh, The abacus route isn't going to work. Uh, the shot clock might not be in use, uh, but um, oof, I got to go Iowa just because I'm early. but again, South Dakota state, I could see them, you know, the last couple of years we've had, we've had 12s in the final in the sweet 16 and we've had 11s and stuff like that. And uh, oof, it's rough. I don't even, I don't feel good about that pick at all. <laughs> what do you think about Wisconsin and LSU?
1: I like Wisconsin. I think, uh, super disciplined, just super, just going to play really good quality basketball, uh, LSU, as we talked about earlier, probably going to be playing a lot of emotion in this tournament, but I think eventually that can kind of backfire on you a little bit. I just think Wisconsin's super, super solid, but if LSU can speed it up, they'd have a chance. I'm going to go with Wisconsin though. Truthfully. Um, just got have a good feeling about them this year. Miami Auburn is going to be a great potential game. Um, I'd probably go Auburn uh, just on some some depth. Um, and the kid, uh, Jaden Smith, is, is a stud for yes, Auburn. A
0: stud.
1: Yeah, I would, go, I would go I would go Auburn.
0: Yeah, you could put Auburn down. That's a toss-up game for me because of uh, the Miami Guards. But, uh, yeah, so that's the Sweet 16 that we have right there. Um, that's fun. Like I said, next week we can come back and try to take another look at this and we'll see where we're at. Uh, we'll probably get get butchered because so many of these games are tough. <laughs> the bracket can blow up on us pretty quick. There's about five or six games that I don't even feel good about picking, but you have to pick somebody. So when you go into your pool, uh, remember some of those uh, historical references that uh, that we had there, and uh, try to try to remember some of those. Like you get those. Obviously, the nines have beaten the eights more, and and like you know, all the way down, it's pretty much once you get past that. 12-5 game where 35% of the 12s have won. That's pretty big. After that, it drops off a little bit significantly. But again, even the threes and the fours have uh the 13s and the 14s have won some games. And uh, you know, for the past couple of years, we've had we've had some success with the the elevens the 12s, and the 13s. So you really got to uh, and of course, the ultimate success in UMBC, but I don't see that happening this year. I don't, I don't see a matchup with tempo. I mean, that Virginia team played the perfect tempo for an upset. I just don't see that this year with the 16-1 games, do you?
1: No, yeah. I like I said, I think Bryant is a very good 16 seed. And I think true. Norfolk State is also a very good 16 seed. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you go into any year thinking uh, a 16 is gonna knock off a one, but you know, you never know. You never know. So
0: true, very true. Very true. I, I think it's uh definitely tough stuff. All right, so uh let's see. Anything else? Any other reoccurring stories? I'm obviously, with Coach K farewell tour, but I hate that whole thing. It's too distracting. Uh, but also, like I said, good to see some new programs in there. Bryant's in there, Warrenwood's in there. A lot of fun uh, to get those new teams in there. So that's uh, those are great stories in itself. And like I said, it's good to see Mike Woodson back in Indiana. That's great stuff. So I'm happy to see them back and. Obviously, Mike White went from Florida to Georgia today. Usually you don't leave in conference like that. Uh, very strange. But uh, I know a couple of Florida alums who already texted me that they're very happy that he's leaving. <laughs> they always felt like he's a great recruiter but not a great coach. And obviously it's impossible to replace Billy Donovan. I guess uh, you win two, two nationally and win back-to-back titles like that. It's uh, it's tough. It's a tough follow. But, uh, okay, so that's going to be it for us on Telling It Like It Is. This is first portion of the March Madness program here. And uh, I want to thank Gordon Scholar for coming on. And uh, it's, um, it's always been a, it's always a pleasure this time of year, get your brackets ready, try to pay attention to the numbers and the history of the game. For some of you people who don't follow it at all, try not to pick by mascots, uh, which some people do, but then again, that might work this year. I guess it's definitely a tough bracket.
1: Works out better sometimes. Yeah,
0: it does. Sometimes it works out better and uh, we'll see you next time on uh, telling it like it is March Madness 2022 program. Thanks for coming.